This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer, a free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. And here we are still talking about vaccination and uh, talking about some other countries that are imposing very, very harsh conditions on people who are not. I'm talking about Singapore, which has said it's not covering medical costs for people who are, quote, unvaccinated by choice. Austria imposing a lockdown on people who are unvaccinated. And so what do you think? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. All of this as there's new modeling, there are going to be more cases, partly because of the way we've opened up, partly uh, because of the weather. Uh, And, uh, you know, the authorities are anticipating full ICUs again early in the new year. So uh, I want to hear what you have to say about that. Let's take a call from Jennifer in Cardiff. Hello, Jennifer. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. Um, I discussed this once before, and it's, it's challenging. My husband... Uh, has dementia and Parkinson's, and uh, in September he had to have his hip replaced. So he went to the hospital. He was in for five days. We were very cautious. We both vaccinated. We're in our seventies. They they were fantastic in the hospital. We came home, had a nurse come in for a few days to help out with the incision. Now I need help with him here for bathing. Um, it's challenging for me. Oh yeah, and the social workers and he not always totally cooperative, but he's good with it. Um, and the social workers said, we can send a PSW in. I said, that would be great. I could use it, use that time in other ways, and it would it would help to have somebody bathe him for me. And I said, they will be vaccinated, right? And she said, I can't tell you that. I said, what do you mean you can't tell me? They cannot ask. I can ask them if they are vaccinated, but they do not have to tell me. So there are PSWs coming into our home. Uh, I'm going. Um, I'm going to interrupt you because okay. I talked to Doris Greenspoon, who's the head of the Registered Nurses Association, and uh, she named a number of healthcare, uh, home healthcare companies that have a policy of mandatory vaccination. Um, SE Healthcare is one of them. I don't remember the others. Okay. But there are some companies that have said, yes, we're going to mandate that, that the nurses that we send, the PSWs that we send are vaccinated. Now, I don't, I honestly don't even know where Cardiff is, where you are. And that we're might be between Bowmanville and Oshawa. So I don't know if that's an issue, but uh, perhaps you could look up or talk to your 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 caseworker, because there are now companies that have said that they are imposing mandatory vaccination because 
you know, um, you can ask, but they won't necessarily answer. And you know what? A lot of them, have you tried asking a person in your home? I'm sorry, have I tried? Have you just asked uh, somebody who, who comes to your house outright if they're vaccinated? Yes, I did. I had There was a nurse that came in uh, for the first few weeks to look after his incision, and I did ask her. And what did she um, say? She said yes, she was vaccinated. And, and now you, is there a PSW now? No, nobody. Absolutely. We're on our own. My daughter comes once a week, but we're on our own. We're in our mid-70s. I just do it all. And is that because you can't get them in advance to agree to someone who's yes. vaxxed? Well, That's you right. know what? You, you could ask, um, again, check out which companies have a mandatory vaccination policy. Okay. And also, you know, if you, if you have somebody come and just ask them outright, you know, I think the ones who... They don't who, have to tell you. They don't have to tell you, but, but they will tell you sometimes because they know... If they are vaccinated, it, it, it's very comforting to their patients. They, they don't have to, but they might. Yeah, it's such a risk we take. We've been, for so long, everybody has been so careful. And then we, you know, right now we need the help. And and you, you're sort of at a brick wall because you can't, you can't get the answers that, that you need to make you comfortable. Exactly. That you need. And it, it's not right. It isn't right. I, I respect people's opinions. Okay. But I don't want it to affect our safety. Okay. Um, But please check those out. I will. And um, it it might be posted somewhere on the internet. And uh, good luck to you. Thanks. And let us know how it goes. I will. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Let's go to Murray and Malton. Hello, Murray. Murray, are you there? Yep. Try again. Uh, Hi, how are you? Yeah, we've got you now. Yeah, yeah, sorry. You caught me with my phone on the desk. Okay. Okay, uh, a couple of questions. Uh, Nobody's giving us any stats as to where these people are getting infected. And the other point is, uh, these people that are uh, double-dosed that are getting the virus, what uh, vaccine did they get? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a mix. I think that the, the issue for breakthrough cases is probably, uh, what they call comorbidities and nothing is a hundred percent, but I would assume that, you know, that they're different vaccines. Yeah, I hope so, because I'm double-dosed with AZ, and AZ seems to have a problem, right? So if it's I, you know what? So am I. And, uh, I don't, necessarily think it has a problem and and um, we're going to be eligible for booster shots as soon as now this is an interesting thing uh pull out your math so it says at least six months or 168 days 168 days is less than six months yeah uh so just count backwards yeah uh, that means i'll get mine just before christmas my uh uh, yeah so, um, yeah, you, you'll get your booster and then you'll be triple vaxxed and, and that should feel even better than being double vaxxed. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, I, I don't, I stick by the, uh, the, the, uh, health board original thing. Six feet, mask. I stay out of crowded areas because now even your, uh, doctor that was on, uh, Dr. Uni, I think he was, 
He didn't confirm it, but he said that uh, the virus is now, this strain is actually airborne and not uh, the, the mist that the other two were. Uh, n- n- no, uh, well, the first one, the, the Delta is more contagious than the first one, the yeah. wild type or whatever they call it. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's airborne. Anyway, Murray, thank you for your call. Okay. Can I make one more? Sure. Quick. Okay. If you, you started smoking before, let's say 1980, you have, uh, no reason to be put down because at that point, 75% of the population smoked. And it was okay, right? It wasn't until like 1984, 1985 when they started taking ads off and restricted smoking and all that. Well, so, yeah, but people knew long before that it was bad for you. But it, again, I'm not. Well, so in, I'm not alcohol. saying that. That I'm saying that's a slippery slope, and and we can't not treat people who are sick because of smoking. Anyway, uh, Murray, have yourself a great weekend. Let's go to Carol in Niagara Falls. Hi, Carol. Hi. I was just wondering if anybody's given thought to the anti-vaxxers' children. Um, I know a family that they're anti-vaxxers, the parents, but the children want to be um immunized because they want to get involved in certain things um, and which they can't because they're not vaccinated. Um, they won't go against the parents. So I'm wondering if anybody has a solution for these uh, young teenagers that want to be um, vaccinated. You know, it's interesting. We had a, a number of calls. <laughs> that nice pooch. We had a number of calls from a grandfather who takes care of his grandchildren sometimes, and his son is anti-vax, but he sort of had a plan to try and get the grandchildren vaccinated when the son was kind of not aware of it. I don't know if he he's managed to do that if the kids are over 12. So that is, I don't know how common that situation is, but yeah, that's that's bad. And the kids can't participate in certain kinds of activities if they're not vaccinated. It must be tough. And all of those family situations have, have got to be tough. The young teenagers, and they so desperately want to be vaccinated, and but they just respect their parents and can't do it. And I don't know how legal it is to, you know, say, okay, I'll take you to the pharmacy. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's another issue. I mean, with the grandfather, I think that that he was listed as a, a you know a somebody Guardian. that could that could take care of them. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, Carol, thank you. Well, thank you. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye bye. Okay. Let's go to Helen in Toronto. Hello, Helen. Hi, Libby. Uh, I, I get very annoyed when I hear the stats and they say so many are vaccinated, so many are not vaccinated, and so many are unknown. Uh, you either are or you aren't. What's the unknown category? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know what the what the unknown category is. I mean, I guess that would be they they would count somebody who refused to say as unknown. Right. Um, I just, you know, I see these on the news every night. We have so many of this, so many of that, and so many unknown. They've got to do something about the unknown. I know people have a right to say yes or no, but that unknown category, I would probably consider them as not vaxxed. 
well, I think most people would. <laughs> but <laughs> Okay. But if they're trying to be accurate, they're saying they don't know. So right, but yeah. uh, but as I said, you know, if you are vaccinated, I think most of us just say, "Yeah, we are. We've taken this and this, and what's the problem?" <laughs> Anyways, that's my bit for today. Okay, take care. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Okay, Dan and Elwood. Hi, Dan. Good day. You also have an issue with some of the data. Yeah, um, I think it might help if when they're giving the numbers on the, the COVID numbers on the news, if they give us the numbers for uh, for the people that are in hospital, especially those that are on ventilators, how many are vaccinated, how many are non-vaccinated in that particular group. Because wait a minute, wait, wait. It's uh, We have it. So there are 130 people in intensive care, including 72 on ventilators. Right. Yep. Today, well, how many of those are vaccinated? How many are non-vaccinated? See, they don't get that. that yes, they do. They, they do. Oh, okay. I haven't heard it. <laughs> okay, five hundred to this people today. Before we go, five hundred and ninety-eight new COVID cases, four deaths, two hundred and twenty-two in fully vaccinated people, three seventy-six in people not fully vaccinated or have an unknown vaccination status. 130 people in intensive care and COVID related uh, with COVID related critical illness and 72 people on ventilators. And we get that information every day. So people, all I can say is you got to listen to more of our newscasts. Dan, I hope that's helpful. Yeah, I do. But you see just, and you didn't uh, give it that information right there. You said how many were on ventilators, but you didn't say of the people on ventilators, how many were vaccinated, how many were not. Okay. That's one thing missing. Okay, Dan, thanks for your call. And uh, do we have time for one more? Uh, Okay, Cheryl in Thornhill, a a very quick comment from you, please. Hi. Hi. It was to do with the person that asked about the new cases. Do they know where the cases, where they came from? Because if you have increased weddings, they usually have to write everybody's name down and their phone numbers. So they can contract or uh, contact them, trace them, right? And but and the restaurants too. But at sporting events, I doubt they do that. And so, why are they opening the sporting events so fully, but not somebody having a wedding that is a very important time in their life? Some of the things don't make sense to a no. lot of us. Uh, I know that Dr. Uni says that the sports arenas are much better ventilated than yeah, okay. any of the other places, and he puts great stock in that. And I think with the weddings, the issue is, is there dancing or not dancing, and, and there are restrictions if there's dancing. But it still doesn't make sense, because we see them on the television. They have no masks. They've got beers. They're shouting in one another's face. Yeah, exactly. So spread. And, um, and this is nasty, but I think it's because Doug Ford has a connection with the people in the executive. And well, I, I don't know about it. that, but it's a big business. And, yeah, uh, yeah they want to be open. So, um, And they yes, couldn't trace them if they tried. It would unless, be very difficult. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Okay, Cheryl. That's right, it. Thanks. thanks. Uh, and uh, that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today. And for the week, I will be back here on Monday. Everyone have a great weekend. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. As always, there's a lot to talk about, but I think what is getting people going today is news from far away on how some jurisdictions are handling people who are not vaccinated, and they are being handled very roughly indeed. And in Singapore, we have learned the government there has just announced that it will no longer cover the cost of COVID-19 treatment for people who are, quote, unvaccinated by choice. And in Austria, they're going to impose a lockdown on people who are unvaccinated. So what do you think of that? I don't know how they're going to enforce that. But remember lockdown when most people couldn't leave the house except for very short periods of time uh, for very specific reasons? Well, They want to segregate the unvaccinated population and have them uh, be in that position. So uh, what do you think? The numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Sita in Mississauga. Hello, Sita. Hi. Hi, how are you? Oh, good. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. We just said that. (laughs) I know. Thanks. Anyway, thanks for taking my call. So I'm thinking the unvaccinated should pay for the cost for the COVID test. And should they get sick? Why don't they sign a letter stating they don't need medical care and they will take care of themselves just like they don't believe in medicine or the vaccine? Okay. well, I think that if they get sick, they'll want treatment, most of them anyway. Yeah, but take the vaccine, then you wouldn't get sick. (laughs) Well, and there are people who are getting sick with the vaccine. Uh, We know that, uh, though usually it's a lot less severe. But yeah, so you would cut them off, Sita. Yes, cut them off. I mean, we are trying to get over this hump. How are we going to do this? Everyone has to come together. We have to fight this, this virus so we can move on to a normal life. Life is so short. Why are we wasting it? Yeah, being uh, being being with all these restrictions, but you know what? Uh, I think that uh, we maybe had better get used to some increasing restrictions because yes. you know the authorities are all saying, "Look, we expected an increase in cases as the weather gets colder," but you know some of that, you know, we were opening these big sports venues. Uh, the authorities say it's fine. I'm not so sure it's fine. We're we're really, uh, you know, the other question people out there, have we opened too soon? And is the government kind of trying to hide behind strip clubs to say, hey, we're pausing, uh, allowing the relaxing of restrictions in strip clubs. So never mind the other stuff. I mean, people, what do you think of that? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And Sita, thanks for your call. Um, let's go to Mike in East York. Hello, Mike. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. You know, we left off in our last conversation. I said the problem is you can't fix stupid. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yes. I. You know, we, we don't have to kind of 
insult people, maybe maybe just take on their choices. How about well, that? Exactly, and, and that leads me to my next question: Is are you aware of the Dunning Kruger effect? The which? The Dunning Kruger effect. No. The idea is that uh, you know there are a certain uh, number of folks who are, and it, it doesn't actually it, it causes this that stupid people are in the professions as well. There are stupid lawyers, stupid doctors, but stupidity itself. The problem with it, with it is you don't know you're stupid, and it's almost like we should teach this in school because they have done studies that show that it seems the less people know about a given subject, the more expert and able they think they are in it. Uh, well, that that sometimes happens, unfortunately. Well, that's what the problem facing now is: people on the internet okay i don't know what you're doing on your phone there mike but uh it's not a good thing okay let's go to pat in toronto hi pat hi libby i was going to talk about the 413 but you know this issue of the of the vaccination i think what i would really like to see is what is it costing to treat one non-vaccinated person when they show up at the hospital with COVID. Um, and then take that times the number of people, the non-vaccinated who are, are are in that situation. And then the, one of the political parties needs to make hay with that because I know we're going to be coming along and people are going to say we have to increase taxes, etc. Well, Doug Ford, if you would simply impose mandatory vaccination, Look at the amount of money we would save and the amount we wouldn't have to put taxes up by. Well, you know know what, Pat, those numbers are available. I don't have them in front of me, and I guess it depends on the level of care people need. But if you have to put them on ventilators uh, and give very, very sort of intensive respiratory therapy, it's it's up there. Uh, Somebody in ICU spent a lot of money. The, The problem with doing that is that it's kind of a slippery slope. So uh, you have to decide, it's like you start deciding who is at fault, I'm putting that in quotes, for their disease and and where does it end? We do have a universal system. I mean, you know, uh, sometimes, say, people who get lung cancer are blamed for it. Uh, you know, the first question is, did you smoke? How much did you smoke? And there are lifestyle factors, you know, did you eat too much bacon? And is that causing your, your disease? Do you know what I'm saying? Well, I know what you're saying, but I think this one is much closer on a cause and effect. I mean, the smoking one, yes, unfortunately, if you smoke 30 years ago, it can impact you. But I think, that, you know, just going by the number of people that are phoning in on your show, who are in favor of mandatory vaccination, I think a political party, and I don't know which one, uh, should take this, develop the numbers, because we are going to have to have tax increases to pay for things, and here's an easy way to save money. And I think if we put it that way, there would be significant support. You're not going to always get 100% of anybody on things, but I think the majority, just based on the calls you're getting, would support that. Okay, Pat. Thank you for that. Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay. Let's go to Nick in Woodbridge. I think, uh, Nick, you have a different thought than some of the other people we've heard from. Hi. Hi. Yeah, I do. Um, Basically, I think if people want non-vaccinated people to be excluded from health care, those, you know, it's it's a slippery slope here because these are taxpayers. They're paying taxes like everybody else, and if they don't want them... 
to receive health care, then I think those taxpayers should be being reimbursed and be able to find health care in another way, you know, like through some sort of health insurance plan, if they're going to be, you know, Well, I, so far, that's only happening in Singapore. Uh, and but but I think that there are people here who are kind of fed up enough because the you know the situ- I I hear you and I do think that denying healthcare is a very slippery slope. Yeah. But and, yeah. Uh, yeah. But but on the other hand, uh, these people are really uh, preventing us from moving forward, and they're endangering other people in addition to themselves, and they're as Pat pointed out, costing us. A lot of extra money. So well, you can understand why people are mad at them. I, I understand, but I think people need to look into the reasons why a lot of these people who aren't getting vaccinated aren't getting vaccinated all because they're into some new age hooey stuff. Some <laughs> of them just want more long-term study, you know, because, you know, let's face it, this vaccine hasn't been out long enough. Right, but the, it, it, it it's a vaccine. We've had vaccines for hundreds of years. And here we all are walking around. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, it, it, I think the problem is more uh, reading nonsense on the Internet. But uh, I, I hear you, Nick. Thanks for your call. OK, uh, we will now go to Daryl in Toronto. Hi, Daryl. Hello again. Uh, yeah, I wanted to weigh in on this. Um, I believe that the I and OHIP stands for insurance, is it not? Yeah. Well, why not just look at the vaccine as a type of, you know, insurance, part of the qualifications you need for the insurance. If you go out driving in your car without getting insurance and you get into an accident, you don't get to claim against insurance uh, system at that point. So just the vaccine is their insurance. And if they don't want to end up paying all these extra costs, then they should do that route. Yeah, that's one way of looking at it. And also with with uh, the government, you know, backing off on this, if, if they think that someone who has gone to up to today without getting one vaccine is going to change their mind because they're backing off, I don't I don't see any logic in that in the least. Well, I I agree with you. And, you know, it's very interesting that in a couple of other jurisdictions, I mean, the one that comes to mind are police in New York City. And they were saying thousands of them were going to quit their jobs. Well, guess what? They all make a good living doing that job, dangerous as it is, and they have families to support. And at the very last minute, thousands of them got vaccinated and there was a total of 34 who were suspended without pay because it was taken down to the wire. Right. And also, yeah. I, I was just wondering, do you know what the difference between a nightclub and a bar is? Because I can't figure it out. And I've been to a couple of bars trying to catch some live music and that. And frankly, I don't see any of these situations as really being safe ever since. It, it's. I mean, look, the attitude we have taken is... And the government needs to realize this. As soon as they open stuff up, people's attitude is, okay, this is over. And they just go back to, you know, to thought, thoughtless ways, that kind of thing. And it just, it doesn't seem to me like that, that they're really being safe about it. And also, as for the, uh, the government could easily have figured that 
1% of, of the people working in, in long-term care aren't going to want to get vaccinated, and they've had a year and a half to prepare and hire other people to make sure. So they're, well, they're, they're trying, they're backing off. They are trying to. It's not that easy. The conditions, I mean, honestly, the conditions, the pay are not fabulous for those jobs. They're very difficult and important jobs. Yeah. Well, it just seems to me that, you know, they've, they've had some time to not just say, oh, well, you know, the day before we gave our, our, our you know, time for you to get vaccinated, we're going to back off because we didn't realize that this situation was going to happen. It's just ridiculous. Okay. Thank All you. Right, everyone, stay safe. Be well. Thank you. Thanks for your call. Okay, now we will go to Bob in Toronto. Hi, Bob. Well, hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Um, Before somebody starts claiming I'm an anti-vaxxer, I've had five vaccinations in the course of the last 13 months. I just completed my booster. For COVID. I'm sorry for COVID. Yeah, yep, so I've, okay. I've had uh, I've had the two flu vaccinations because it's also flu season. I've had I'm on my third uh, COVID uh, shot, and by the way, it it, it is not without some side effects. But uh, I know people, my wife included, got sick as a dog because of it. But that's a whole other issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. We are going down many slippery slopes. The whole business of, well, we're, we're not going to uh, have people, we're not going to pay insurance for people who have not been vaccinated. Well, then I think we can do the same thing for people who choose to smoke. Well, exactly. I mean, that, yeah. that point. I agree that that kind of thing is a slippery slope. But I think it's instructive because it just shows how angry people are at, at those who are endangering them for not a good reason. Now, there, first of all, um, the, the fact that you have the virus gives you antibodies. The fact that you get vaccinated gives you antibodies. Yep. But that does not prevent you. And the, the theory was that all those would prevent you from getting the virus. It does not. Um, there's a gentleman it, who is a doctor in New York who comes to mind. It, it who, prevents you from, usually prevents you from getting very sick and dying. Is well, what, uh, yeah. let, uh, let me just finish this one. Uh, he contra- he's a do- he was a doctor, or he still is a doctor. Uh, he contracted the, the virus, got double vaccinated and thought, okay, according to our, uh, our theory, I should be good. He got the new variant, and he said the first one that he caught was like the flu. There's no problem. The second time he caught it, it was far, far worse. Now, the issue that, that we're dealing with is that these are viruses that mutate constantly. Right now, the World Health Organization has five variants of concern. Yep. The, the, but the vaccination prevents the there from being more variants. And one of the problems is that that um, not enough people in Africa are vaccinated. Those are all uh, very good points. And nothing is 100 percent. 
the thing that vaccines seem to do for almost 100% is preventing you from getting very, very sick and from dying, which is a good thing. But you can still get the virus, you can still get sick. And what we've seen in our long-term care homes is that some people who are some vulnerable people with lots of comorbidities who are double vaccinated can get sick and die. And uh, a very famous person who that happened to was Colin Powell. And he had uh, some other terrible health conditions, but yeah, nothing is 100%. Okay, let us go to Natalie in Oakville. Hello, Natalie. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to comment. I'm a healthcare worker. I work in a hospital. And, um, you know, I never did support the government's choice to try and keep healthcare workers who are not vaccinated out of um, the hospital. I am fully vaccinated, by the way. But it wasn't um, the but government. The government hasn't done that. It's only it each individual. Indiv- right. It was the You're hospitals. Right. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, but I never did support that decision. I kind of felt like, you know, we've got a very small group of anti-vaxxers who are vocal and already angry. And making that decision was kind of putting fuel to the fire, so to speak. There are very creative ways that we can, you know, perhaps um, encourage those non-vaccinated employees to come to work in a more responsible way, have them provide, you know, negative tests before work at their cost, um, perhaps withhold sick days if they are sick because of COVID, you know, have them take unpaid days if they cannot come to work because of COVID. There were other ways that we could have attacked this that I think wouldn't have created a larger division between those that, um, you know, do not support the vaccine and those that do, right? Well, yeah, that's that, that's your uh, that's your thought. Um, but the hospitals decided otherwise. And I think that people especially, you know, there's also a certain anxiety level. And, and Natalie, I've said before, I, I was in the hospital in April and I'd had one shot, uh, you know, it was way back in April. And the, on top of everything else, being sick enough to be there, it was a source of huge anxiety that I didn't know who was vaccinated among the the nurses and the other workers, lab technicians, whoever uh, was helping me. And, you know, that's that's not insignificant. No, it's not. And interesting, I, I delivered a baby in, in May, actually. So I was in hospital myself after only having one dose. Oh, wow. Um, and, that and your that baby. Came, yeah. And that never came to my mind. I, I never once wondered whether the staff was vaccinated or non-vaccinated. To be honest, I just assumed most were. And those that weren't, I had faith that the protocols that were in place to protect the employees as well as the patients were sufficient to keep me and my newborn safe. So, well, I'm, I'm glad they did keep you and your newborn safe. Yes. Okay. And well, congratulations. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. Bye-bye. You Bye-bye. too. Okay. So a slightly different view We have to take another break. I'm going to give the numbers out again, and I see a call that we'll get to after the break about uh, getting a PSW, a personal support worker, into the home. And again, the big topic seems to be, uh, what about these harsh rules in other countries? Singapore will not pay for medical treatment for somebody, quote, unvaccinated by choice who gets COVID, and Austria's 
imposing a lockdown only for people who are unvaccinated. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-744-740. And we will be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to the original, the one, the only free for all Friday. Uh, It's, of course, the day that we hear from you and we talk about what you want to talk about. Let me give the numbers out 416 360 toll free 1 866 740 And it looks like we are talking about COVID again and rising numbers. So we just learned this morning that the long-term care minister, Rod Phillips, is extending the deadline for long-term care workers getting a vaccination. Are you okay with that? What if you have a loved one, a friend, a parent, in long-term care. Are you okay with that? So here's the thing. Monday, November 15th, was supposed to be the deadline for workers getting two shots or losing their jobs. Well, now Monday is the deadline for one shot. We know that up until now, 98% have got one shot. Now, there are clinics all over the place, uh, you know, and people who are doing the vaccination are saying, you know, no numbers are too small for us to be standing here uh, waiting for people, maybe begging people to get vaccinated. Uh, 95% have two shots, but there's still about 2,400 long-term care workers that are not vaccinated are you okay with them continuing to work? They always say that the issue is uh, we won't have enough workers, but uh, I don't know, workers to do what? To, uh, to, con- to, to give the disease to people who are really vulnerable? I don't know. We've also seen the latest modeling, and the latest modeling shows that, you know, we're headed to greater numbers of people who are not well. So uh, they are predicting that by the new year, there will be 200 people in ICU, and that is essentially the capacity. Uh, So there are now over 100 already. Uh, What about the easing of restrictions? And you know, it's interesting. I would like to know what you make of what the government has done. They said they're, they're pausing the opening in high-risk venues, high-risk venues being strip clubs, uh, weddings with dancing. So my question is, are they just kind of palming it off on strip clubs? It's, it's easy to take a stand against strip clubs, but should they really be doing more restrictions on those big, huge sports venues where people 
take off their masks to be eating. And you can be eating, you can be have, sitting there with a drink in your hand without a mask for a very long time. So these are all things that I would like to get into. Again, the numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And I'd like to bring your attention to a couple of foreign places where they are being a lot stricter. You know, some people want to see a hard line on a lot of things. So let me tell you about what is happening in Austria and Singapore. Uh, so Austria is instituting a lockdown for the unvaccinated. Now, they already cannot go to places like restaurants, ski lifts, uh, all kinds of other places, stores. They are barred from getting in there. But now there is going to be a lockdown for the unvaccinated, which means they can only leave the house for special reason, either getting food or getting a little bit of exercise or if they are an essential uh, if they if they are an essential uh, service, so that's a pretty hard line. I mean, the criticism is: Are they going to be able to enforce it? But they're saying unvaccinated lockdown, and have a listen to what is going on in Singapore. In Singapore, the government has said if you are quote unvaccinated by choice, then we are not going to pay for your medical costs if you get COVID. Uh, the bulk of hospitalizations, the bulk of new cases in Singapore are people who are unvaccinated, uh, just as they are everywhere else. And um, they are saying, sorry, we are not going to cover medical expenses if that is the situation for you. Um, so the numbers again, 416 Three six zero zero seven forty toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty and let's go to Patricia in Toronto. Good afternoon. Thank you for my call coming through. Okay, you're welcome. I totally agree that they have to be mandated to get their vaccinations. I also, I hate to admit it, coming from the sixties, I agree with Singapore. If you're not vaccinated, you're not going to get the help that you need if you're doing it by choice. Medical is something else. But I, like most everybody that's listening to you, have lost people due to COVID through no fault of their own, only that somebody else was caring for them or around them that gave them COVID. So I really do feel that given this, that there must be mandatory vaccinations and the government has to follow through. If you're not going to get vaccinated, you're not going to work for the government and you're not going to work for the hospital. That's basically the way it should be. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering, Patricia, when it comes to long-term care, because the hospitals have instituted mandatory vaccination, a lot of them, even though yeah. the government is, I would say, passing the buck on that. And they have already suspended and in some cases terminated people who aren't vaccinated. So, uh, we thought, uh, and, you know, he has been, Rod Phillips, the long-term care minister, has been certainly showing more leadership than uh, the Ford government, the rest of it. But now he's giving them an extension. And, you know, um, I'm just wondering, like, what do you think of that? I don't think they should be given an extension. I think he's been pressured by the Ford government, who is obviously 
trying to cover his bases in terms of getting votes with the upcoming election. And uh, I think that, that it's all wrong. They're backstepping. That gives people power that they think, okay, they've backstepped this time. They're going to continue to do so, and maybe this will pass. In the meantime, they're going to effectively spread this virus to other people, unsuspecting seniors, who have no power to uh, stop an unvaccinated care worker coming either into their homes or in the long-term care facility. So I think that as a society that we have to protect those who are more vulnerable. And that includes the people on the streets. You know, there's there's so many elements of our population or, or segments of our population that just are not getting vaccinated. And like anything else, um, you know, it's going to become a necessity. And I, I remember when the polio vaccination came out, my parents did not question anything. We, yep. My brother and I were brought in, we got our shots, and that was it. There were no questions. They they saw the devastation that polio uh, happens on families, and they weren't going to have it. I think people should be looking at it from the same point of view. And same with the schools. The schools have got to have mandatory vaccination. Yeah. Patricia, thanks so much for your call. Thank you for taking it. Have a good day. You Bye now. too. Okay, let's go to Bob in Etobicoke. Hi, Bob. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Yeah. No, I'm not bad. <clears throat> I'm. Uh, I've had my double vaccination. Now I'm scheduled to go and get a booster shot because uh, uh, within two weeks. But my question is, um, there is a big dispute with people who had the virus and can and and uh, survived it. And some of them have had a very serious case. Particularly, a friend of mine has had it. After having it, she has had the double vaccination because she's very cautious and to protect her family. And I understand that. And that's why I got mine. I'm not worried about me getting a virus. And if I die, I die. But I'm 79 years old, really don't care. But I did everything to protect my family. And I understand that. But what I've never heard is those who have had the virus and survived it and can prove that they have it. It's been diagnosed by the, you know, by the medical profession that, yes, now you've had it. Are they more immune to it than we would with our vaccinations? And if so, why is it that necessary for them to take their vaccinations again if it really doesn't affect them? Like I it's, think it's, somebody okay, said, I, I will tell you what I I have seen so far on that subject. So okay. yes, after they've had the disease, they will have antibodies. The thing is that uh, nobody knows how long those will last and whether they are as robust as vaccination. And some people uh, postulate that it, actually those antibodies won't last very long. And that's why the advice is get the shot. Okay. Well, that's why I want to know. I didn't know whether they lasted longer or shorter. Well, that's what that's what yeah. uh, we don't know yet. So uh, we're all in the same boat. Bob, yeah. thanks for your call. No thanks problem. for getting vaccinated. Yep. <laughs> Seventy nine is not is not as old as it used to be. <laughs> I know that. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Um, let us go to Patrick in Bowmanville. Hello, Patrick. Hi. How are you today? Fine. How are you? I'm very good. I'm 87 years old, born and raised in Oshawa. Great. Uh, what I want to say is, and I hope people in the hospitals are listening, all hospitals across Canada 
People are coming into the hospitals with COVID and they are unvaccinated. The doctors should say to them, here, take a couple of aspirin, go home and call me in a week. They're taking up beds for people who need them. As you know, we can't do surgery on hips and knees and everything else. These people are taking up beds. Oh, no, I don't believe in vaccination. I don't want a needle into my temple, my body. What a bunch of crap. These people have got nothing else to do but listen, be on the internet, internet and listen to all that stupidity that's on there. Well, if you don't want to be vaccinated, you don't need to go to the hospital to get cured. Just take a couple of aspirins and give them a call in a week and leave those beds for people who have been vaccinated, people who need hip operations or whatever. And why the hospitals don't do that? I know that they're hypocritical if you have to, doctors there to save lives and so on. But if these people are that stupid, you can't do anything about it. And as I heard another radio program a while ago, Albert Einstein once said, what's the difference between genius and stupidity? And his answer was, genius has its limits. <laughs> That's that is a great answer, uh, Patrick. Before I let you go, let me ask you this: Are you waiting for a hip replacement? No, I had one. Ironically, uh, a week, two weeks before the the uh, pandemic hit two years ago. Oh, lucky you! That was good timing. And let me leave you with another saying that a friend of mine, Jim Byers, have said, and it's true. It's painful, but it's true. The dumbest animal on this planet walks around on two legs, and most of them are white, and I'm white. Okay. The white people are so Okay, okay, I'm going to hold it right there. We don't have to uh we we don't have to get further along that path. Patrick, thanks for your call. And Patrick, of course, taking a very hard line and they're doing this in Singapore now. I have to say, I've been to Singapore. Uh it's an interesting place, but boy, it's it's pretty authoritarian. I mean, they do a, a lot of things there that just would not fly here. The kind of trouble you can get into for littering in Singapore is is pretty serious. Remember those stories about caning? But they are taking a very hard line. They're saying if somebody who is, quote, unvaccinated by choice uh, gets sick with COVID, the government will not cover the cost of their treatment. And um, that is a pretty hard line. But, you know, I suspect there are a lot of people in our audience who think that's probably not a bad thing to do. So let me give you the numbers again, and we're going to take another break, and we'll be right back with more of your calls and your comments. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740, and we will be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.